0: Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show today. Uh, I have a very exciting guest that's coming up in just a minute. You know, we talk a lot at ExoCoach Radio about techniques and strategies, and we talk a lot about business types of strategies. But I want to ask you a question. How is your inner game? How is your inner game? And we're going to talk about that. We have uh, Sean Brawley, who's a world-renowned expert On sustainable high performance in the inner game and his clients include Super Bowl champion coach Peter Carroll or Pete Carroll and uh, senior leaders of GE ITT and and Union Bank and we're going to talk about sustainable high performance not something easy to do so that's why we brought in an expert Sean Brawley of the Brawley Institute Sean welcome to the show and thanks for joining us
1: oh thanks Bill it's my pleasure
0: Pleasure to have you with us today. Sean, uh, if you would, tell us a little bit about your background and and the Brawley Institute before we get into the topic of the day.
1: Oh, sure. Um, Well, I'm a former professional tennis pro, ranked in the top 150 in the world in singles and doubles. And after about six years in business, I decided that uh, I would follow my heart back to tennis so I became a tennis coach, and within just a few months of doing that, I met Tim Galway, who wrote the uh, very successful series of books called The Inner Game. The Inner Game of Tennis is the seminal classic, and there are also books on Inner Game of Golf, Music, Skiing, Work, and Stress, and I had the very good fortune of being mentored by him for five years and working closely with him for another 15 and, um, and then after, uh, just, just recently, a couple of years ago, I formed the Brawley Institute, um, to continue doing similar, um, work on my, on my own. The,
0: when I think of the inner game, and of course, as a tennis champion, I think of, uh, in, incredible mental stamina, uh, focus, concentration, what is the uh, the basic premise of the inner game and by, and you're the first certified inner game coach in the world right
1: i i am yes um and um the the basic premise of the inner game uh is is actually pretty simple we we all have uh an extraordinary amount of potential that uh, we're not able to realize and the reason is because we all get in our own way um we all have self interference that that blocks our best performance and um and that actually leads to a very simple formula which is that performance is equal to our potential minus the interference i'm going to repeat that it can be very helpful for people mm-hmm. to think about uh your performance at any given time is equal to your your, your potential minus your self interference so according to that, that simple formula, if you reduce the interference, if you reduce the fear and the self-doubt and the self-judgment, it can have dramatic uh, impacts and immediate impacts on performance learning as well as the enjoyment of what you're doing.
0: So let's go back to the formula. Performance equals potential minus interference. Now, um, I, we would assume that that people have certain levels of potential of that come from their experience, their their energy, their reputation, their contacts, things along those lines. Um, what are some of the typical uh, categories of interference that come into play that detract from that?
1: Um, well, you could you know easily split it up into mental, emotional, and, and even physical, um, but um, uh i have mentioned a few already i mean we all uh we all struggle with with fear fear of failure fear of loss fear of uh being embarrassed fear of taking risks fear of uh making mistakes this fear you know really can can uh hinder us quite a bit um doubt can create a lot of confusion um being stuck of uh, just not of uh, being immobile and not taking action, um, it's some of you know the, the the emotions of of shame and guilt um, really can lock us into a kind of a dungeon of of denied feelings. If you know these are very difficult feelings sometimes, and if we're not willing to take a look and and feel all feelings, it can have a dramatic impact on our experience and on our our growth and on our relationships and with our performance.
0: And is the premise of the inner game to uh to coach you uh to train you to uh recognize, identify and deal with or to kind of put those away at the time of let's say a tennis match for instance. I mean, everybody has doubts, everybody has fears. Um do, do you do you actually uh train through coaching to, to deal with those and put those away, or is it like say at the time of the match, you're gonna put all that aside and and replace that with with winner type of um, emotions and thoughts walk me through it um
1: yeah, you know it's um you know there certainly are a number of different um strategies and techniques that the inner game offers that uh, can help um that can help uh help us play our best um you know another area it's not just emotions another area that um i really notice that senior leaders uh, in in business really struggle with uh which is their focus so athletes you know really need to be focused and disciplined and um being able to be present with what's happening here and now and a lot of uh, senior leaders no matter how good they are no matter how experienced they are um we all seem to also have a an ability to get easily distracted the inner game offers some 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 tips some exercises some i you know ideas tools you could say to help uh reduce the interference but what i have discovered um that i think is most important than the tips uh and the techniques and even sometimes the tools is the idea that you you really have to um create a practice um I know we're gonna talk a little bit later about Pete Carroll, so I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but for Pete, he suddenly realized that that practice is everything, and in sports, you know we practice ninety percent of the time to compete ten percent of the time, and in business um we're pretty much competing all the time we're just doing. We're we're not really learning a lot. We're not really trying you know, consciously, deliberately developing our potential um at work, most of us. And so um this idea um is really important and is now being promoted by you know other people as well, like Daniel Goleman, who wrote the book Emotional Intelligence the 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 research is extraordinarily clear and has been clear for now for 25 to 30 years that that the path of mastery requires us to um, to have a coach number one to have an instructor or an expert help us to deliberately practice and improve something and to be committed and stay on the path and um if we're not you know practicing so to speak then it's really hard to change um some part of our life that we're not happy with or not fulfilled with
0: yeah and that's why i'm i'm really excited and intrigued by this concept because everybody knows that if you're going to try if you're going if you want to be a better golfer or tennis player get out and practice you need to practice probably nine times for every one time you're gonna be on the course and then when you're on the course playing that's that's not the time that's the time to implement what you've been practicing we all know that but in, in business it's hard for a business owner to think about well how do I practice uh, how do I practice what I am going to implement I just go do it and that's what a lot where a lot of people get held up and they're bringing all of these I like the formula they're bringing the interference with them onto the course onto the court and uh into their business and that's what that's where they need a technique and that's where the inner game comes in right that's right love it so tell us about the Pete Carroll work because he's he's fresh on our minds what a what a crazy uh turn of events yeah. at, at the Super Bowl but it, you yeah. know uh, I'm sure there's some second-guessing going on there, but he had that play in his mind. He had a reason for the end play, and what a great season and what a great run he's had with Seattle. So tell us about working with him, and what was that like?
1: Uh, I worked with him for uh, near, over 10 years. Uh, I actually uh, met him about a year before he got the job offer at USC, and um, he hired me because I'm an intergame expert, and he felt that the intergame was the fo- formed the foundation of his coaching philosophy. But he had been fired by the Jets after one season, and been fired uh, from the New England Patriots after three seasons. And in both cases, you know, it could be called a failure. He he, and he didn't know why. He knew he was um, uh, that he was one of the best um defensive coordinators in the NFL. After he got fired from the Jets, for instance, he went to San Francisco and helped them very quickly uh become the number one defense in the NFL and helped them win a Super Bowl. Um, which gave him an opportunity to um to coach the Patriots. And uh but once he became the head coach he really just didn't understand why he uh, failed so miserably. And he suddenly woke up one day and realized if he's lucky, he'll get one more chance at a head coaching job. But that's probably it. He, He wasn't at the time aware of any coach who had been fired three times and had had like a fourth chance. So he became very committed, which, you know, to his credit, that becomes, in my opinion, a model for other senior leaders and business owners of, you know, not, not settling, you know, really being willing to go to your edge and you don't know and really try to discover what is it going to take to get to the next level. So he hired me and I believe he hired a, another gentleman who uh, had more football experience yeah. and, uh, I basically coached him, became his coach advisor, helped him to clarify his coaching philosophy. In that process, when he got the job at SC, uh, and he wasn't the first choice, I think he was the third or fourth choice, but when he interviewed, he really wowed them when he showed up and he basically said, "Um, here is my philosophy, Um, here's what I'm going to do, this is how long it's going to take. And this is what I need from you in order to make this happen and he was able to to get all of that and and the rest sort of his history two national championships played for a third and now, after um about five or six years with the Seattle Seahawks, he's demonstrating that that same philosophy um and culture creation um can can work in the n f l very successfully too.
0: So going in with that clarity, uh, the, uh, the the definiteness of purpose, the uh, especially one thing you said, being able to tell uh, the people what he needed from them, um, that kind of is the complete kind of the complete package there that that probably is different than what other people um, the way other people approach things. Is that is that fair to say? Is that what the inner game helps to? To, fig- to de- figure out all of this stuff ahead of time.
1: Well, one of the you know, key um, principles of the inner game is is, is awareness, self awareness, and so you know the result of greater self awareness is clarity. You see yourself, you understand yourself, you begin to understand and and see others better. Um, so the clarity that he gained from being re- just absolutely. Completely aware and understanding what his philosophy was, what did he do to be successful, and then to identify those those areas um, where he like wasn't successful and why. So, for one example, at, at both the Jets and the Patriots, um, he didn't have control and and uh, for for personnel uh, hiring and firing, and um, and so because you're working with these types of athletes with big egos and many of them are multimillion dollar franchise type players, um, if he's not in charge of the hiring and firing, then he really doesn't have any power over them. And so one of the things when he went into SC was to say, I need to control everything. And they they, they gave him that. And they also gave him that power at Seattle. He's, you know, he hires and fires. Something that most people aren't aware of is that, um, um, that, you know, when he won the Super Bowl last year, there wasn't one person on the team that had started with him five years previously. He actually hired and fired um, all new people after five years uh, in order to get the players he needed who could fit into the culture that he's, Um, trying to create because he's doing it much different than anyone has ever done it before in the NFL
0: so is that kind of saying that um, leadership stands on the shoulders of authority
1: Um, well you could say that except what I would suggest is the original meaning of the word authority um, actually is rooted in the idea of power from experience. Hmm. So you, you know, it's he now knows and could repeat this anywhere he goes because his his authority is based on knowing. He's got conscious competence, you could say. So mm-hmm. and I and I've and I've got several business stories, like for instance, the vice chairman of U.S. Bank. You know basically went through a very similar process and became crystal clear about what were the five most important things that were critical for being an extraordinary bank and as a result the u s bank was the only big bank that didn't take any money from the government back in two thousand and seven two thousand and eight in the financial crisis and still there still to this day the um the the um How do you say it? The best-performing large bank on the Mm -hmm. stock exchange, Um, and it's it's based on the same principles that once you become crystal clear, and you're able to focus everyone's attention in the organization or on the team on basic critical factors that lead to success, and and get everybody motivated to focus on them, uh, success and you know and high performance becomes sustainable and become a result of that process. And it actually is can become somewhat effortless.
0: And the sustainability part of it, um, because everybody, you know, that it talks about businesses says, well, there's, there's always going to be cycles in business and you're going to be effective for a while. And then, and leadership changes at big corporations. it seems like all the time. So the sustainability is that – let's address that. What do we mean – what's your definition of sustainability?
1: Well, if you go back to the formula, there's really two paths. If you're going to improve performance and have sustainable high performance, you have to discover ways to um, reduce the interference of the individual, of the team – members of the organization mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you and you need to actually have a, a plan in place to develop potential so from what i've seen these are two big um things missing and there's other things from sports that uh, the business world just isn't getting that really help performance um so, you know be sustainable mm-hmm. over time um but so this idea of of having a a real plan in place to develop everyone's potential and have it be meaningful, Um, meaning, you know, focused on the critical skills needed um, to, to, to be successful. But a big one that's missing all the time is this idea of self-interference. There's very few programs and companies that acknowledge that, uh, people get in their own way. That leaders get in their own way. Managers get in their own way. We've often heard that um, people don't leave companies; they leave bad managers. They leave bad business owners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, usually that's the case because those people are not aware. They're not. They're not seeing the impact of their behaviors on other people. And so they don't change. If they actually were seeing it and could see it, could observe it and feel it and notice it, they would make changes very, you know, automatically, very simply.
0: Well, I I like that. The formula, it seems like to me, maybe tell me if I've got this right, but the performance equals potential minus interference could be held to a a business entity to a division and to all of the individuals within that organization as well each could each uh kind of it holds to each both entity and individual
1: absolutely yep uh again you know teams are made up of individuals and normally teams you know are supposed to have synergy they're supposed to You know, two plus two equals five, but that's not usually what happens. What happens in reality is there's so much interference, so much politics, so much gossiping, so much fear and and worried about, you know, stepping on people's toes and making mistakes and getting fired, but um, people generally don't work as well together as they could if there was a lot less interference. And this getting back to Pete this is this is a big part of of why he's successful is what's happened is he became really clear he was pretty clear before but he became crystal clear of the main ways in which uh players get in their own way and so as a leader he creates a culture and creates rules and creates an entire culture that reduces the interference. For instance, you can see it, um, you mentioned the the last play. First of all, I can tell you almost for sure that he didn't make that call. I'm almost sure that the offensive coordinator most likely made that call and then he approved it. But Pete, because of one of his uh, team, one part of his philosophy is always protect the team. So he would take responsibility for it. And if you notice, for instance, the interview he had on the Today Show, took total responsibility for it, wouldn't get sidetracked on, you know, blaming anybody or talking badly about what happened. He said what happened, and then he's like, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're looking forward. We're looking to next year. He's not going to let anybody – crack the armor and start up, you know, getting people to think negatively. He's just, he's just not going to do it. Um,
0: that's great. Yeah. So great information. Well, he, so, uh, I'm sorry. Go, go, go ahead. Um, no,
1: go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to ask you one, one last question on, um, applying this to, to CEOs in, in, uh, in general, how does the process work? How does someone start working with you?
1: Well, um, like I've got a, a project right now working with 20 senior leaders of GE and um, I'm helping them in two specific ways. One is to learn how to coach, not to be an advisor or a mentor or a teacher, but a specific way to communicate um, um, that can help them become better coaches because that can really help in, improve the performance of their team members and grow their 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 staff because then by by inquiry versus advocating they um they get they get people to think for themselves, become more aware, more responsible and um that, that typically leads to back to the formula development of potential and also at the same time a reduction of interference. But I mentioned practice, so you know what I what I've learned is that instead of trying to put these band-aids on so if you show up for a tennis match or you can show up for a presentation and you find yourself nervous you know you could argue that it's a little too late (laughs) i mean what's really clear now bill is that um that our our subconscious really is quite powerful and it's really running the show so if you show up and you're nervous you're going to have to live with that you're going to have to deal with that there's not a lot of choice now that's involved. And so if you can build this into a practice and so I help the leaders develop a ver- a practice which includes, like Pete Carroll is doing with his uh his uh, team, um, maybe one of the only football coaches that's doing it, um, is I-, I help them, you know, get short moments of meditation, anywhere from one minute to twenty minutes. Uh, meditation is really proven as a practice to have so many benefits and reduce interference in so many different ways. It makes a, just, and and I know this from not only the research, but my own experience um, that you know, this is one of the most important things that a leader and a CEO and a business owner can do is to begin that process of meditating because it has impacts on your ability to focus on your ability to be relaxed so many things change physiologically over time it's like compound interest it starts reducing interference and nervousness and the negative self talk we all have in ways that um uh they're really you know discovering more and more now so
0: yeah and the yeah the way your brain the brain is wired it needs that that return to calmness to to regenerate and connect thoughts and that's that's great advice sean, sean how do uh people uh get in touch with you what's the best way
1: um the best way is to, to reach me is uh is through email sean s e a n at sean dot com uh, my last name is brawley b r a w l e y so sean at sean dot com and to any listeners uh listening in today um they can contact me and, and I'd be happy to set up a free 30 minute coaching session for them to s- to have a consultation to see whether you know we're a good fit and whether um coaching is right for them to help them achieve their personal and professional goals uh quicker, easier and perhaps with uh, a lot less suffering. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, everybody needs help. Everybody needs coaching. And again, from a business standpoint, think of it, if you were taking up a new hobby, you would start with a coach and training and practice, practice, practice. This is a way to get better in your business leadership, your business thinking to create your inner game and work on that. And Sean, you're one of the first certified inner game coaches in the world. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today and give us some tips and i hope we can uh, get deeper into this at some time in the future i look forward to our next conversation
1: thanks a lot bill appreciate you having me on the show
0: all right my pleasure that's going to do it for our show today we're going to uh bow out here in uh uh with a with an outro but i want to thank uh, uh our sponsors business enterprise institute provisors which which connects advisors out here in california with 4000 advisors I want to thank Julie Tabozon for helping us out with our guest coordination and keeping everybody on task. And uh, again, we look forward to our next show. We have over 500 guests who have done interviews that you can find all of their content at Exacoachradio.com in over 35 topic file folders and listen anytime from your smartphone or mobile device. And remember, we're here for you, our hero, the private business owner, so that you can be well planned.
1: Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.